Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene. Oh, wait, what was that? Yes, that is correct until the end of time. Thank right. you. Um, you should say it in the form of a question next time. Though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. We're not on Jeopardy. Until the end of time. Anyway, um, what is the end of time? <laughs> uh, okay, James, what are we doing here? So we're talking about... Um, we've been talking about TV shows uh, a lot and the pacing of them. Here's what this TV show part is. It is the... We're going to say something shocking... And we're going to cut to, if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know they cut to, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. Then they're mm-hmm. going to go to commercial, and then they're going to come back for the stinger. Yeah. This is 15 seconds of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 7, Episode 1. You're going to start at 41.30, and you're going to end at 41.45. Here's what the MCU Wikipedia says happens. Johnson asks Coulson if Freddy is the father of Gideon Malick, to which he confirms it. That's really weirdly written. Yep. Um, He says that in order to save S.H.I.E.L.D., they have to save Hydra. So here's the dialogue that actually happens. Daisy, (laughs) Wilfred Malik, as in father of Gideon Malik, future head of Hydra in America? Coulson, if the Chronicoms kill Malik, then Hydra is stamped out before it ever takes hold and S.H.I.E.L.D. is never formed. Daisy, so you're saying to save S.H.I.E.L.D.? Coulson, we We have have to to save save Hydra. Hydra. Daisy, great. So, um, I looked on the uh, Marvel Wikipedia to see about Gideon Malik. I looked on the Wikipedia to see about uh, Wilfred Malik or Freddy, Wilfred Freddy Malik. Um, they are made up for this show, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I did want to say that we are going to uh, meet Gideon Malik for the first time in 1970. So, that is something to look forward to. ways away. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Uh... Real quick, I hey. just wanted to say, this is going to date this episode a little bit. Okay. But when you said, like, when you were going through the dialogue and you're like, uh, and Daisy goes, great, right? Yeah. That line reminded me of a sound that is going viral on TikTok currently, which uh-huh. is the one where the person's like, Yeah, and can I also have the pumpkin love? I'm so sorry, we're actually all out of our loaves this morning. Okay, perfect. Like, that response in particular because like it is such the introvert way to go okay perfect not a problem didn't want it anyway let's move on to another thing so that you don't hate me right like it is such a perfect little sound bite yeah people have been using it just to just perfect proportions i've been loving it very much and you know she's been like enjoying it as well which i think is good because sometimes people get their like stuff used and then everyone's kind of like oh don't like how that turned out this has been pretty pretty fun Good. But that's what that felt like. Is like he's like, we had to save Hydra, and she's like, okay, perfect. Like, <laughs> yep, here we are. Exactly. Gideon Malik is a name that, like, again, I remember when they did that. Again, it's that thing of like, this is the curse of like having the future's knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. We have the we have the future's past knowledge, yep. rather, yep, of things that happened with him before, and then we're like, oh god, that's such right. a big reveal. But like to the MCU timeline right now, that. Reveal is, hmm, what's the word for it? Lackluster? Mm, Anticlimactic, perhaps? Yeah, it's just like, everyone's like, it's the son of Gideon, or the father of Gideon Balak, and everyone's like, 
great. Why do we fucking care? Would you love know? to have had them cut to uh, Ernest Koenig and have me like, who is that? Honestly, yes, because if they had done that, that would have been amazing because that's exactly what like anyone listening to this show in order for the first yeah. time would do. They would be like, what's the, I don't. Yeah, is what, we, what's the big deal? Yeah. Hey, um, this is a good time to, to, to say that we haven't done it yet, but when we have things like, we mentioned Gideon Malik here, the reason mm-hmm. why I'm keeping track of when we mentioned people is because actually he said, realizing that he needed to do the thing he was saying that he was going to be doing. Um, when we mention him and meet him again, I want to be able to say, hey, we mentioned him in, you know, the 1931 yep. uh, episode where we talked about such and such. Um, Absolutely. And link to it so that we can, ha- so it's not like, I don't know, I don't remember who this is. That was 800 episodes ago or whatever. I just uh, realized more mortality. So um, what I did was, uh, so I, I went on tvtropes.com and I was like, I want, how do I say this? And then I was like, James, look up the episode that you're talking about and then scroll for what that, because TV Tropes is very, very thorough. So this is a trope called make wrong what one what once went right. Um, and I guess it's sort of a modification. So the idea is you're trying to, evil leaper uh in quantum leap terms you're sort of trying to break the past so this is a shield having to help this would be the opposite it's almost like keep wrong what once went wrong it's it's to keep right what goes wrong to keep but but what or to make right what goes wrong right Right, because to, to make it right to keep him alive but they but it hasn't they haven't changed it because in quantum leap and in like, um, well, the the point is that they don't want it to change, right? Is right, that like because so the chronic trying cops to, are trying to? And the, the the irony here is that Hydra's bad, so you'd think right. that this is like you have to keep Hitler alive in order for Fred Rogers to be born, like right, it or something perhaps bigger than that, but nah, not much bigger. So, um, but it's it's the because like so it's like keep wrong what once went wrong so that the right thing still happens. You know, it's honestly, it's a lot like the episode that we talked with Mark about from Star mm-hmm. Trek where they have to let exactly. the woman die because yeah. like it's bad. But the thing is that if she does the good thing, then it actually kind of destroys the world a yep. little bit. Absolutely. So we have to do this. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly so, what it is. Um, this is more complicated than this, but, um, I guess it, from the Chronicom's perspective, it is uh, make wrong what once went, what once went right. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's it's an interesting irony um, that has sort of multi multiple layers to it, and I think that is uh, very cool. Sort of goes. It's like I have to commit this crime to um, prevent a bigger crime or something like that. Mm-hmm. That takes us into the music of 1931. If you are ready to go to the music of 1931. Hang on. Wait a minute. Let me think about that. Yes. Okay, go. So this is a song by an artist, um, Bing Crosby. So, what? Yeah. I don't think I've heard of him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is a song called Just One More Chance. It's the second uh, Bing Crosby song from this segment that has seemed pertinent for the episode that it's on. Mm-hmm. It's like they have just one more chance to keep S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Mm. You know, we know Bing Crosby. We did his biography uh, a couple episodes ago. So this is about the song. Just One More Chance was written in 1931 by composer Arthur Johnston and lyricist Sam Koslaw. Bing Crosby's recording of the song that year was a big hit, and it helped to launch the young singer into stardom. The song was also featured in a comedy short of the same name that year, which starred Crosby. In 1932, Fleischer, that is a cartoonist named Something Fleischer. This is from a website about all the music and references in his cartoons. Um, used the song for an installment of the Screen Song series starring Betty Boop. The short film features Arthur Jarrett in his film debut in his film debut singing the title song with the bouncing ball. I don't know what the bouncing ball is. I don't know if it's like the karaoke thing, like follow I think the bouncing it's like ball. The karaoke thing, follow the bouncing ball. Yeah. It would also absolutely. be a really cool name for like a band, but the band would have to be like a 1990s garage punk band, like the bouncing ball, um, with their debut. Later that year, just one more chance again appeared in in the screen songs short "Sing a Song." where it was sung by a singer impersonating Bing Crosby. So that is just one more chance. Um, I do have the second part of the two-part series. Hey, has Bing Crosby been in the Marvel Universe? So uh, here is that in Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos number 24, Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos go on furlough. Uh, and Dino Manelli, who is in the Howling Commandos but was a movie star before the war, um, Arrange, arranges for them to meet Bing Crosby, Jimmy Durante, Bob Hope, and Groucho Marx. That's it. Um, it's wild that sometimes uh, the Marvel comics were just like, celebrities? Yep, let's do celebrities, just like they are sure. now. Um, so that's it. Hey, Colin. Yes. Take us to some social media, if you would. Absolutely, James. I will do that for you. Lickety split. If you'd like to find out more from the show, about the show, etc., you can find us on Twitter at TimelineScav. If you'd like to find the network that we're a part of, you can find us at ScavengersNet. If you'd like to find me, you can find me at Colin M. Parker. But if they want to find James, hmm, where do they find you? You have just one more chance to find me on Twitter at UnabashedJames. Because he's deleting his that entire chance social media. is open forever, but it's just one oh, more. Uh, you could also go find Nick Bramald. This is your one chance to go follow uh -huh. that man at N B R A M A L D on Twitter or go to nickbramaldcomposer.co.uk. Um, and, you know, let me give you a little recommendosh. A recommendash. I'd like to talk to you. A little podcast named Jesus Christ. I'd like to recommend to you Fan and Ball. Fan and Ball is a great little show hosted by Beth and Max, um, where they do some pretty big and hefty deep dives into the fandoms of different uh, popular media series, frequently getting to kind of like what the scandals were within their communities and like what was like the big event and what were the big things. There are some wild stories uh, to, to behold in this show. Um, so check out Phantom Ball. You can find them on the Scavengers Network website, scavengersnetwork.com. You can take a listen to an episode right then and there, and even find them on whatever platform that you use from there. Um, but with that being said, that's going to do it for us on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. So thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. 
As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior! My name is Trevor Collins, and I love the unknown. I'm Alfredo Diaz, and I'm easily frightened. This is The Red Web, a podcast all about unsolved mysteries, true crime, conspiracies, and the supernatural. Each episode, Trevor sets out to scare me half to death, dropping little nightmares like it's no big deal. Pretty much every episode features a new mystery left to be solved. We will discuss the timelines and the facts of each case, along with popular theories that attempt to explain what's going on. Alfredo will be bringing speculation and questions as he hears these stories for the first time. Man, tons of stuff. Like, what's the hidden purpose of this website? Who's been leaving clues to an endless puzzle and why? What happened to the man in the dark suit we discussed earlier? And is this world really going to end in September? Trevor, you can't keep doing this to me, man. (laughs) The thing is, I can. And that's what we do here. And if you love unsolved mysteries like I do, and certainly like Alfredo does, subscribe to Red Web today wherever you listen to podcasts. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.